Well, guys, once again, I want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, do me a favor, take a moment right now real quick, wherever you might be watching this from, and share this video, um, especially with those who are a part of our church family. We really want them to be able to hear um, some of the things that I'm about to share. Um, as you're doing that, I want to say thank you to everybody who's connected to Wilbur First Assembly who came out to our annual business meeting this Monday night. We had a very small crowd, uh, but it was a great time celebrating the Lord's faithfulness and how he's been so wonderful to us. Uh, Dan Hunter was reelected to serve um, on our board, and man, we're just excited for him to be able to do that. Such a great guy, such a spirit of humility, and uh, we're so happy that he's on our team. Um, so yeah, do me a favor and go ahead and share this. And as you're doing that, for those of you who weren't able to make it, I would strongly encourage you um, as a member of the local body of Christ, it's so important to come to these things. And uh, I know you may think, oh, we don't want to do that. But really, it's important. It's a time for us to, to do kingdom business together. So uh, anyway, next year, spotlight's on you. We want to see you there. Um, tonight, you know, I'm just reflecting in the snow. It's wonderful with the, the heat is on and uh, it's just a great time. And uh, I would rather be there tonight, but anyway, it is what it is. You know, this last Sunday marked four years when Blonnie and I rolled in to Wilbert, Oklahoma uh, to become you guys pastors. And I want to tell you, it has been absolutely wonderful. Um, there's no secret about it. Uh, you guys know, many of you know on a, on a little bit more of a personal level that uh, we had went through an extremely rough season at a previous assignment. And uh, actually, you know, God's had us as, you know, <laughs> out of special forces, I guess. We've, we've tried to put together church splits and we've walked through embezzlement. We've went through all types of stuff in, in previous ministries. And, and man, it was just a really weary season. But, you know, God is, has helped us to find a place of refreshing here. And uh, so exciting. Uh, Pastor Seth and Kelsey and their family, you know, when they moved to Woodward, Oklahoma with us, they came sight unseen. Uh, I offered them the job and they prayed about it and they said yes. And the first time that they rolled into our city was the first time they had ever saw it. They didn't know where they were going to live or anything like that. So we're, we're thankful for them and uh, for our entire team. You know, Paul when he was writing to the church at Philippi in Philippians uh, 1, verse 1 through 3, uh, it's kind of a little introduction and he's talking to them. But I love what he says in verse 3, and that's what I wanted to kick us off with tonight. Paul says in Philippians 1, 3, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. And, um, you know, church, when I think about our church family and I think about where God's brought us from and how he's blessed us. Man, I, I thank God for each and every one of you. Um, being a pastor is is a privilege. It's a, it's a privilege. It's definitely not a right. It's a, a high calling from God. There are times I've tried to run from that, and uh, he just won't ever let me get away. But um, each and every one of you uh, who have allowed me to be your shepherd and impact your life, I appreciate that. The calls, the uh, times you call and you just want to talk or you just uh, ask Blonnie and I for advice or you want to come sit down, that, that means so much to us that you would trust the leadership, that you would trust the, the call of God on our life to be able to have a window into your soul and a voice into your ear 
so that we could share uh, the wisdom of God with you. So we, we thank each and every one of you for that. It's been a great four years, and we're looking forward to 25 or 30 more, however many Jesus would allow us to serve. Um, we literally feel like we're at a home place. Um, guys, I was going to start my new series tonight for Wednesday night, but because of our snow night and I didn't know exactly how many people would tune in. We really just want to wait until next week. We're in person to be able to do that. So I just wanted to share my heart. Guys, I, I'm so thankful for the local church. Um, I just want to take a time to brag on some folks. Our board of our church is absolutely amazing. Carol Nelson and, and Dan Hunter and Slab Criswell, Jake Persall, Chris Stewart, um, those guys and, and Miss Carol serve so faithfully uh, in our church. We're a very pastor-led church, and we we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, and we have such unity. And I'm not just saying that. They'll, they'll nod their heads and agree that that's the truth, and we strive to do that. The Scripture says strive to maintain the bond of peace, and uh, we're excited about that. Man, Miss Sally, our children's pastor, Miss Michelle West, who's our new nursery coordinator, um, we just thank God for for all the people that he's brought into our lives, Miss Miss uh, uh, Steve and Jesse and Royal Rangers, and we've got Miss Lynette, Girls Ministry, and all her volunteers, and uh, like I said, Miss Beverly Baird and her team back there with the with the little kiddos. We're just so grateful for the team, and I'm gonna start naming names, and I'm gonna um, leave something out because literally I have no notes tonight. I just felt like the Lord told me to share my heart. But I'm super excited about everybody and Darren and how she's grown on the worship team and 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 opened up and how Lance McCutcheons came along and, and grabbed some leadership roles there. And we're just excited about all the wonderful things that God's done. And of course, you know, Miss Cindy Wagner retiring after 22 years and uh, the Lord sending Miranda and Jeff Weaver to us and she's stepping into that role. So, you know, God's got his church right in the palm of his hand. And we're thankful for each and every one of you guys who are a part of that and a part of that journey. Has it been easy? No, not all the time. Is there heartaches, disappointment, ups and downs? Absolutely, of course. But in all of that, it's extremely worth it because, man, the church is Jesus's idea. Um, he died for the church and he gave his life for the church. And scripture says he's coming back for the church. And so that gives me great hope and great joy in serving him in whatever way the master would allow me to serve him. Um, I got to thinking about that this afternoon as we begin to look at, you know, the potential of not being able to meet in person tonight, which by the way, um, I absolutely do not like canceling service. I mean, guys, you have no idea. It is just makes me cringe. Uh, but I'm, I'm thankful that we have this at this avenue to be able to do this. Uh, but there's nothing like being together with the people. But I have a couple thoughts tonight just on my heart about the church that I want to share with you. And I'm going to go back and edit this video and I'm going to premiere it live on Facebook. So if you see me commenting, there's nothing there's nothing funny there. There's a feature that Facebook will allow you to go live even though the video is pre-recorded. So uh, I may be able to chat with you guys during this. So I'll try to add some subtitles and stuff on top. Uh, to kind of give you some notes. And I might even type out some notes and put them in the app so you can see them. Uh, but as I was thinking about the church, here's what I was thinking about. First of all, number one, if you're if you're a note taker or you like to jot down little thoughts, first the first one is this, the church is a place. The church is a place. David said in Psalm 122 verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, 
let us go into the house of the Lord. In the Old Testament, they had the, t- the tabernacle and the temple. It was the physical place that the people of God would go and gather together and they would go to worship the Lord. Uh, in the New Testament, when the temple was destroyed, uh, they moved to the, to the synagogue. And even to this day, God's people, the Jews, meet together in the synagogue. And after the day of Pentecost, the church was established. And, you know, the Bible talks about over and over and over again how they gathered together, how they came together, and they met together to worship. So the church is a place. It is a place. When we say, let's go to church, we're speaking specifically of the meeting place of the gathering of the body of Christ. And folks, when you and I are a part of the church, we there is a connection to a place. And I just, I'm so thankful for the foundation that our forefathers and those who've gone on before us in, uh, in Woodward in Northwest Oklahoma, those who've come and they've had a vision to plant a church here. And you know, guys and gals, we've got an amazing property at 3906 Lakeview Drive right here in Woodward, Oklahoma. And we're blessed to be debt free. We don't owe anybody a penny. Uh, so God is so faithful and, uh, you know, we don't worship the building. It's just a tool. It's just a resource. You know, the building is not there. Uh, uh, the people are not there for the building. The building is there for the people. It's just a resource. It's just a tool. There's no anointing in the carpet, no matter what color it is, or the paint in the wall. You know, you can meet under a brush arbor. You can meet in a tent. But it's the gathering place, the meeting place. And so I'm, I'm thankful that God has entrusted us with a nice facility where we can have youth and kids ministry and we can host events and we can do things. And has it changed through the years? Absolutely. Is it going to change some more? Probably. There's going to come a day where we're going to have to redo the carpet and we're going to have to redo um, things. And and people are going to be like, I can't believe we're doing that. You know, all the memories, all the whatever. But I want you to know that the 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 functionality of the church is there to serve the people of God. And so it's it's just a building. We steward it. We thank God for it. But there is a connectivity when you think of the word church with the place. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go. Um, that's why I want to take a few moments tonight and tell you guys that our church loves media. Uh, those of you, you've probably watched us on YouTube, watching us right now on Facebook, You've listened to our podcast, which is on our app. We love all of that. We're going to keep doing all of that. And our goal in doing that is to reach people, possibly who've never walked through the doors of our church. They say that uh, media today's websites, Facebook, those things are like the the uh, modern day business card. You know, you used to give somebody a business card, you know, to tell them about your business or whatever. It gives them an opportunity, a window to see. So we want it to be um, an outreach tool in that regard. And then we want it to be an ongoing, um, you know, we want it to be an ongoing ministry for people who are genuinely shut in or people who are in the military, who are deployed, who are a part of our church. And, you know, honestly, we have a lot of people who don't even live in Woodward or in Oklahoma, period. Some of them are our family. Some of them are people that we know or you know that have moved off, that have connected with us online. And so that's great. We're going to continue to do those things. But my friend, hear this pastor's heart. My fear is that in this technological age, 
that we have redefined some things. Um, as the church, we, we get onto the world for redefining stuff. You, see, you know, the world has redefined marriage. You know, God's definition is a man and a woman. And, uh, you know, today's culture has said, you know, man and man or woman and woman or whatever. They're constantly pushing the boundaries. And uh, we get onto the world and say, hey, you can't redefine that. But the church has redefined words. Um, you know, there's, you know, for the last 15, 20 years, um, we've redefined the word fasting, you know, to something that, it, you know, didn't mean biblically. And today, my fear is that in our present culture, we've defined the word church to mean if you're just clicked online listening, um, you know, and like I said, folks, it, it's better than nothing. But how distracted are you if you're at home watching? Um, how many other things are popping up on your device? Are you actively engaged in worship? Uh, are you giving online? Are you, how are you serving the body of Christ at home? Now, it's different if you're not able to come, but I just want to, you know, just resubmit to you. I believe the importance is for us to come together as a physical people to worship in person. So we believe church is a place. Here's the second thing, if you're a note taker, we believe church is a people, not just a place, but church is a people. The word church in the New Testament is the Greek word uh, ekklesia, and it literally means called out group of people who are assembled together. And honestly, the biblical connotation uh, in the New Testament is uh, a legislative body. They come together to do business on behalf of a kingdom. And that's what we do as a church body. When we come together and we worship and we pray and we fast and we bind and loose and we proclaim and we share the word of God, we're coming together as a people, as a body to do kingdom business. Now, I know there's some people who say, well, Pastor Brad, I don't need to come to church. I am the church. Well, according to Paul in the book of Romans and in 1 Corinthians, uh, we aren't the church, we are a part of the church. We're a piece of the church. The Bible says we're all many members of one body. And when the body's connected, when my hand is connected to my arm, guess what happens? Blood and life flows to it. But the moment it's severed, guess what happens? It's still an arm, but it's not, it's not connected to the body. And so we are the people. And uh, so Paul makes those references, specifically Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 4 and 5, he talks about us being members of the body. And so the church is a people. And let me tell you more about that people. The church isn't just people. The church is people who are family. You know, a lot of us may say, well, we're not blood related, but actually we are. If we're born again by the blood of Jesus Christ and we've been saved, regenerated, and washed and filled with this precious Holy Spirit, then the Bible says we are by blood, the blood of Christ's family. That's why Paul reverse, refers to the members of the church as my dear brothers and sisters, you know, and he writes to them as siblings in the faith and, and, and you know, part of a heavenly family. And so I don't know about you, but in the church, I found family. Uh, it's no secret to everybody. Blonnie and I live eight and a half hours away from our family. Uh, there's only a small portion of time in our ministry that we actually live close to family, and that's that leaves us with, with our kids. We don't have babysitters like people normally do. We don't get to go on dates a lot overnight or anything, really, without feeling like we're inconveniencing people because we just don't, we don't have that immediate family close. But you know what? 
so many people have come into our life and they've become like family. They said, yeah, we'll hang out with your kids. You guys go do something. Or, hey, we'll invite you over to dinner. And when Misty Burdett was still um, alive, you know, her and Robert invited us to their house for the holidays. And, you know, those types of things mean a lot whenever you're going through life. You know, I'm thinking of uh, several situations right now where uh, there's been death or crisis or things of that nature. And I've seen church family zero in on people who didn't have any family. And that's what it's all about. We're a part of the body of Christ and we're family. We're connected. You know, the thing about family, you can get mad at each other, but you're still family. Um, yeah, divorce and emancipation do exist in the legal <laughs> in the legal world. You can you can divorce your wife or you can or your husband or you can emancipate yourself from your parents, but that's that's not God's will. That's not God's plan. He, family is family for life. And and so, you know, you and I have the opportunity to walk together and to develop relationships with each other. Um, this is why Blonnie and I and Pastor Sally and Seth and others have been so adamant about growth groups. Guys, there are people in our church, and I'm not talking about the church at large. I'm talking about Woodward First Assembly. There are people in our church that have never been with each other outside of a church service. We need to ask ourselves some questions. When's the last time you've had somebody in your home? When's the last time you've been over to somebody else's house? When's the last time you've went out and got coffee? Now, I'm not talking about the same two or three people you always meet with. I mean, intentionality of getting to know people outside of your circle that you've never known before. And so that's the importance of us doing growth groups together for discipleship, getting to know each other outside of the church and to be able to uh, flesh out life together. And so the church definitely is a people. It's a family. It's a community. It's a, it's a living, breathing organization of people. And number three, I don't want to keep you guys tonight because I know you want to snuggle up in your blanket and you want to enjoy your night maybe put in a DVD and watch a movie or something, and I'm probably going to do the same thing. But um, number three, not only is church people, but church is a priority. Um, church is a priority. Uh, it's a place, it's a people, and it's a priority. Here's what I want to tell you. Church was a priority to Jesus. Um, the Bible says, as his custom was, on the Sabbath day, he found himself in the synagogue. Uh, Paul, same thing. Uh, Peter, same thing. The apostles, they, they were faithful to the place of prayer. They were faithful to the house of God. And that was way back in the first century of Christianity. So how much more today when there's so much wickedness in the world? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, Paul, which most people uh, believe Paul wrote Hebrews. I happen to believe that as well. Um, if you have a different opinion, it doesn't matter. But, uh, but Paul uh, I believe in Hebrews 10.25, he says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. He said, Even the more so as you see the day, which that day there is capitalized, it means the day of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, is approaching. And uh, so I believe we should get together more as we get towards the end of time, not less. And friends, what I'm seeing today, just honest, is people who are faithful to church, faithful to the house of God, um, something with COVID happened and it just tripped them to where they're not coming hardly at all anymore. And um, somebody asked me today, they said, Pastor, do you think this is part of the great falling away that the Bible mentions? 
in the last days. And I have to agree uh, to an extent. If it's not that, it's at least the beginning of it. And you say, well, Pastor, you know, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. No, it, it doesn't. I agree with you there. Um, you Some might say, well, Pastor, going to church doesn't, doesn't make you saved. Well, I also agree with you there. But I do know this. God created fish to live in water. He created cows to live in pastures. And he created Christians to live in community with other believers. And friends, being a part of the church is the will of God for your life. And if you take a fish out of water, he'll eventually die. If you take a cow out of its environment, it'll eventually suffer and die. And if you take a Christian out of fellowship, you know, you are not going to prosper like you like you would. David said it like this in Psalms, he that is planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of his God. He will be old and, and bearing fruit in his old age and he will prosper. Um, man, that's what I want to be. I want to be planted in God's house. It's a priority. So once again, reiterate that with you guys. Church is a place. Church is a people. Church is a priority. And so I want to encourage each and every one of you uh, to be faithful to the house of God, be faithful to your church family in community, in relationship, and make it a priority. Make it a priority. As a believer, you ought to be actively recruiting your friends and family who are not Christians to, number one, be saved, share your faith with them, and number two, to encourage them to become a part of the local church. You, my friend, my dear brother and sister, you are a piece, an intricate piece of the puzzle of what God wants to do at Wilbur First Assembly of God. And listen, I believe our best days are not behind us. They're ahead of us. There are more people to be saved. There are more people to be healed, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be called and released into the mission field, which could be Chicago or it could be Africa or Antarctica. But we know that there are more things to be done, and we are so thankful that you guys are part of it. We love you guys, and I can't wait for Sunday. I'm starting a series called Upside Down, where I'm going to be talking about how the Holy Spirit came and literally turned the world upside down, but it started with the disciples. And so we're going to start with that on Sunday. You guys pray that this snow and ice dissipate, and I pray that you guys have a great rest of your week. We love you in Jesus' name. God bless you.